死んだって戦って生き残る価値のある大人になりましょうバトルロワイヤル Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello there. This week, we'll be discussing the science fiction action thriller Battle Royale. First of all, wrong, wrong, and wrong. <laughs> What's wrong? I'm, I'm not sure it's science fiction. I'm not sure that it's thrilling. And what was the other thing? I don't remember. Action? No, no there wasn't、Action. enough of that either. And、Continue. is it pronounced Royale or Royal? Because we're going to never be Royals. Because back in my day, okay, back in the day, <laughs> I would watch wrestling and they'd call it a battle royal. But the way this is spelled suggests it's royale, like royale with cheese. So I don't、is、know there, how it works. Is there an E on the end? Yes. Then it's royale. I just have never heard of Battle Royale before. The Battle but... Royale. Absolutely. Now, fair listener, you might be saying, but didn't you see the movie? Don't they discuss this? It's all in Japanese. And I had subtitles. So. Oh, you had subtitles? I had subtitles. You had what? Dub? Terrible dubbing. Terrible, I... some of the worst dubbing that、uh, I'd seen. It was a well,、crime. then what did they say? I think they said battle, battle royale. <laughs> well, that's very definitive. No, I mean, they、ahead. had literally the worst accents. It was like, like when they did the Californians on. <laughs> <laughs> Californians. That's、that. pretty much the accent that they were rocking in Battle Royale. Wah, wah, wah. No, it was all, it was all subtitles.、Um, and this movie is like 20 years old in、yeah. Japan. Had you ever heard of this movie? Never heard of it.、Uh, clearly inspired several、uh, other films, but I fell asleep last night watching it, so I had to watch the rest of it while I'm drinking my coffee. Did it give you the bad dreams? I did have some running, some running and chasing dreams. So now, the, the question about this, as we are all school teachers, And these kids are young. They're like ninth graders or something. Yeah. The actors, unfortunately, were not. Some were. So, some, I guess they said some、uh, were like 15 or 16, and some were a little bit older. There were, there were no Andrea Zuckermans from uh, uh, 9 to 2 0. There's no 35 year olds, as far as I know. Yeah, some of them were saying like they were.、Uh, the person who ultimately wins was saying that、uh, it happened when he was in seventh grade and then in ninth grade. But these actors are not that age. Well, okay. The, se- the parts that took place when it was seventh grade was when the, the one dude, Katana, was their teacher. And then two, he got. <laughs> We've got to, we got to talk about this. All right, let's, just, let's just roll into this, Biz. Well, first, let me say I'd seen ads for this. On various plat, not ads, but like, you know how they show you you're, you're skimming through Netflix or whatever, and you'll see like the poster. So I definitely had, had heard of this movie before.、Um, and I, I, I think I knew it was kind of Hunger Games ish, although this came out before Hunger Games. Right.、Um, but I, I didn't know anything else about it, didn't know zippity doo dah about it. So we were all starting with a clean slate.、Um, okay. You and I are school teachers.、Yes. They are. Now, I, we said that it's science fiction because it takes place in the future, in、Does、the near future.、Uh, it's kind of a dystopian situation where in Japan, and they're kind of fuzzy on this, there was like economic upheaval, right? Like, and people were losing their jobs. And at the same time, kids were like, I'm not going to school. Kids were disrespectful and they needed to be punished. So that's let's basically, the, yeah. And then it becomes,、uh, what was it? The most dangerous game. <laughs> the most Let, deadly, deadliest game? Whatever. The most deadliest game? 
Well, it's the teens for it, it's Lord of the Flies, except they have to hunt each other, right. and it's Japan, so, so they're polite. <laughs> nope, if they'd been polite, they wouldn't be in this mess. They're a little That's sass mouths. That's what you I get. Mean, That's what you get. <laughs> we got to talk about this. So there were flashbacks to when they were all in seventh grade. Am I trying to do my 30-second review, or you just rolled right past that? You said let's just roll right in. Give us your 30-second synopsis of Battle Royale. That's where you try to steal the star away from me. This is where I shine. This is where I shine. Battle Royale! Battle Royale! You and me, mano a mano. That's how it starts. All right. High school. Japan. Kids are freaking psycho. Stab a teacher in the ass. Eh, it's just all in a day's work. Uh, guess what, kids? You're all going to go to this mysterious place and you're going to fight to the death. And even though it's telephies, you all seem to have no idea what's happening. Uh, like little girls, like, like they look like the twins from Mothra get killed. <laughs> Killed, 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 killed. Almost all the women are wiped off the face of the earth within five minutes. Along with, along with every like weird body type boy. Until you were down to the two trim boys and the quiet meekest of all the girls. Uh, fake a death. The end. Run away. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff it, it's literally it's it's not as coherent as hunger games but it is as violent as squid games i mean clearly these are all based there's no clear explanation as to why they're doing this or why none of the kids seem to be aware of it they're like this, what yes. they're this all like the what well, <laughs> the movie starts where it's like camera zoom in here's like reporters interviewing the the little girl who won the last battle royale like she's like a celebrity all over the news all over the news and nobody seems to know about it right and well and also like you said this edition of the battle royale you said it's all televised it's not all televised no i mean but but the winner so people clearly know what's going on and it's celebrated well, but but you're right. Except when they capture these kids, they're acting like this is all news to them. Right, which so, shouldn't make any sense. We shouldn't make any sense. And then when they are allegedly down to one person, where are the reporters? Where's the news crew to interview them? None of that happens. None so of that happens this time. Exactly. That, that seemed to be a little questionable. Um, but okay, we have to talk about the the seventh grade flashback with the disgruntled teacher Katano. Uh, his kids just don't show up, and he looks forlorn. He's like, "Oh, I'm so upset. if that happened to me, I would not look forlorn." If suddenly the kids are like, "Hey, I'm not coming. What are you going to do about it? Uh, go home? Stab you in the ass with a butterfly knife?" That and that's. I mean, this was as bad a moment as anything you might see in Stand and Deliver or lean on me, or dangerous minds even. He is literally leaving the classroom and the class clown stabs him in the ass with a butterfly knife. That's bad. That's bad. And then he No repercussion. Evidently they say like he had stopped coming to school because that was one of the first kids who got killed. Like now, the teacher later gets his revenge because he's just like, I'm just going to show that these neck collars that you all have to wear, they, they really work. Boop, boom. <laughs> I'm remembering. You stabbed me in the ass with a butterfly knife. I'm going to blow your head off. It hurt like hell. Wasn't good times. Wasn't good times. So seventh grade, kids were so, acting up. Go ahead. Well, substitute teacher suddenly becomes the engineer for all this bullshit. Well, I think he was their regular teacher. He oh. was the substitute teacher. They just treated him like a substitute teacher. I, I just don't understand how you, you get hooked up with this other group. That That's an excellent question. So somehow the government, I guess because the kids are, are too disrespectful, they hold a raffle, right? And they pick a junior high school class 
to basically force them to kill each other. And you can only, there's 42 kids in this class. You can only survive if after three days, there's only one of you left. If there's two of you left, they detonate the collars. Pop your head. Pop, Pop your it head like, like a, a grape. And they give you each like a, like a rucksack with like a map, a compass, a loaf of bread and one bottle of water. And then possibly a weapon. Pass, possibly one dude gets literally the lid of a pot. Not helpful. There's no value to that. Yeah, one dude got a GPS. Then there's two ringers, and one of the ringers looks at his bag, marches back in, throws it down, and says, I want that one. The one with clearly a gun in it. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay. And he, they're cool with it. They're like, whatever's clever. Um, oh, God. So they think they're going on a field trip, and they get gassed, and they, they're on now on a, a deserted island with like an army there with machine guns basically saying, we're going to do this. And meanwhile, the host of our show is that uh, teacher you stabbed in the ass two years ago. He's here. Uh, to, why is he there? Again, they don't need a host, right? This isn't televised. This isn't the Hunger Games. Makes no sense. It's, it's Squid Games. Yeah, he literally takes a, the, the same butterfly knife and throws it into the he forehead of a girl who is whispering. I said no talking! I said no talking. Yeah. Two people don't make it out of the room, courtesy of the teacher. Yeah. Boom, boom. And while they're there, they realize there's two new transfer students, is what they call them. Where did they suddenly come from? There's there's very little explanation why they're like, we'll just throw a couple extra kids in there just for fun. But you can tell these are like psychos or so. That's what you're supposed to think. These are two bad guys. They could literally, yeah, literally care less. And we find out later, one is a former champion who was kidnapped and put back here. Why? And the other one was a volunteer. So obviously people heard of it if you have volunteers who wants to just come and hunt junior high kids. And who does it really? Junior <laughs> high kids are a mess. Oh, good times. Uh, so, but again, why are people volunteering? I guess he's a psycho and wants to just kill people. But why yeah. did the homie who won before, why was he back on the on the show? Did they I explain it and said, I missed it? I thought he said that they just grabbed him and drugged him and set him back just for just for shits and giggles. Just for shits and giggles. Interesting. Just to stir the pot. So what we've learned is that when you win, unlike uh, Squid Games, where you get all you get like a, a bag full of money and all your debts paid off, you get to go home until they kidnap you again. Right. There's there's no extra bonus other than you get to survive until the next time they grab you off the street. I don't know. Who's to exactly. say? Exactly. Um, I was impressed by how quickly they started killing each other. There was not there was no like honeymoon period, like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. People were getting killed. Dude who's got the crossbow, boom. She steps right out the door, crossbow in the neck. Yeah. But then he falls down the hill and loses the crossbow, and then he gets killed two seconds. And then cries and gets killed. So there you go. You get that for being a puss. <laughs> That's what you get. The girl, the girl got shot in the neck and she's coming up to people. I what's happening? I don't understand. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's too late for you, honey. Yeah. Um, and like six or so of the kids just commit suicide. Like two, like a young couple just jump off a ledge to their death. And a few others just hang themselves. Yeah. Is that what you do? You just hang yourself five minutes after arriving? No, my first thing is hide. 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 Right. That, but here's the thing. They talk about how from time to time, different sectors of the island will become like no man's land and if you're in one of those sectors then your collar gets activated and you your head explodes now i guess this is so you can't just hide right but you have to keep you, moving so there'll be people waiting moving. for you to cross out of the zone but it's like there's never a moment in the movie where somebody falls asleep and their head explodes you know you think there'd be one scene where be like oh damn i missed the morning announcement i gotta get out of the sector yeah, none of that. Missed opportunity? 
So what you have, you have a, a lot of the people who didn't go into groups all get picked off one at a time. The people that lasted the longer longest were in groups. Right. So well, you have you have the uh, the uh, tech dudes who immediately hack into the system, find right. a generator, uh, rally it. I'm like, why are they charging the landlines? I'm not sure about that. You taking calls, and and there's internet that confused me a little bit. Right. There's I, I think they're like the basketball team or something are also like hackers. The one dude's like, I'm going to figure out a way so we can shut off the collars and then we're cool. We're all good. We don't have to do this. So that's, there's that subplot. The biggest issue with this movie I found is number one, there are so many students that most of the time you don't know or give a damn about whether they live or die. 42, 42. I think there was, I can't remember in Squid Games. There was over a hundred. But that, of course, was an ongoing series, right? right. That was not two hours. And there were many people at the beginning of Squid Games that were mowed down. You you lost like 50 people at the first activity. I mean, and that was was kind of a reoccurring theme. There's a moment later in the movie where our hero, Shuya, gets injured and wakes up in like a... um, what is that thing? Like a lighthouse being bandaged up. He had chicks love Shuya, by the way. Everyone he, he meets is like, oh, you're so cute. We love you. He totally, he's, he's got K-pop hair. That's what it is. He does. That's what, that's all it takes. He's being nursed back to health. And there's like five chicks and they're all dressed exactly the same, same way. All have the same, have dark hair. And they get into a shootout. One of them accidentally poisons another one because she's trying to poison Shuya because she's afraid. And then it's just gunfight. Boom, 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 boom. Where they're just shooting. I'm like, I have no idea who's getting shot. I have no idea, you know, who's the nice one that was, you know, making goo goo eyes at Shuya. It was, it was anarchy. It, it was like very difficult for me to follow what's happening. I agree. <laughs> Not much. I, I agree. There, there were some different parts where I thought it was kind of amusing, but mostly because, you know, uh, how are these the most disrespectful people in the world? I, I Come over to like my, one of my old seventh period classes. I'll, t- I'll show you disrespectful. Although I was never stabbed in the ass. So you at one point you have the two Mothra girls at the top of the hill. Everybody, let's come to. They got a megaphone. Come, that was their weapon. We can right. resist. Yeah, their weapon is a megaphone. They're, they're, men all got guns, and women got like megaphones and weird binoculars. bullshit. Binoculars. Yeah, this isn't sexist at all. So they're like, come join us. And people are like, oh, okay, yay. Hi, friends, friends. And and there our 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 couple is happens to be with someone who's been through this before. Yes. It was like, no, slow down. And of course, all these people start walking up to them where the psycho dude just mows them down and then just stands over them, oh, shooting them and shooting them and shooting them. They still have the energy to still flop and complain and sigh. Can we talk about how okay? Basically, so eventually we learn there's the bad, really bad guy who's like a psychopath. And then there's the really bad girl who is like a trauma survivor who's also psychopathic. So they're and the ones. Why did they get them together? That would have been, it, that would have been interesting to be like the bad couple versus the, bad the good couple. couple. Um, but he, so the bad guy ha- picked up an Uzi. Like that was his weapon. And it never runs out of bullets. Other people, it's click, click, click. He's turning around, mowing them down. down. Yeah, fantastic. It's like like, every, it's like Scarface. It's like every one of those bullshit gangster movies where it's just an endless stream. It was. Well, he got like some kind of paper flower in his backpack, actually. Um, But he got like kidnapped by like a gang who had an Uzi and he just took the Uzi away from them and just murdered them all. Yeah. Boom. 
in two in two seconds. He must have killed twenty five by himself of the forty two. Because he um, don't gives a damn. He don't gives up. But what's interesting about this movie is that reoccurring kind of junior high thing, where it's just like, well, they're not part of our group. I don't really trust those girls. Just you just assume if I didn't get along with you that much, I know you're going to try to kill me. We're we're making that leap to. I might as well kill you. Right. What are you to me? Right. You were mean to me. You stole my boyfriend that one day. Now I'm going to kill you. You gave me that bad look in the hall. (laughs) There was a lot of that. Sweet Jesus. Um, Good Lord. The one. So we noticed there's there was this other thing because there was this other guy named. uh, Now I'm going to. No offense to anybody. I am horrible at remembering these Japanese names. Well, no offense to anyone. I never remember any of the names. Japanese, British, Italian, whatever. So you had the main couple were Shuya and Noriko. They basically team up with Kawada, who had won before. And you think he's a bad guy. Turns out he's not a bad guy. He he's like a doctor. He's a chef. He knows yes. how to steer a boat. He's a he's an action hero. That's correct. Now there's another guy named Mamura, who is trying to find, I guess, the girl that he likes, and he has the little like his weapon, GPS. Is the GPS. So there is a subplot where his best friend, this girl, uh, Takako, she. Uh, is mortally wounded fighting the evil girl, but she tracks him down and kind of professes. She's like, I, you know, I know we're just good friends, but I've, I've always loved you. Blah, 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 blah. So that's, it's like, you're trying to juggle all of these different disparate relationships. Later, Mamura does find, you thought it was like his girlfriend, but it was just a lot of, I've always had a crush on you. Right. Kind of moments. Right. But right after she blows him away, <laughs> she she guns him down. Oh, I had no idea. I thought you were somebody else. You should have told me you had a crush on me before I shot you 15 times. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus. Um, I can't remember what happened to the at the lighthouse. Yes. When we they've captured the boy that that who's our hero, I guess. Yeah. And we have the girl who was his friend who thought he killed someone with an axe. So she's decided to poison him. Only someone else eats it and she doesn't take the plate away. So her whole group ends up accusing each other, blowing each other away, and she crawls under a table. What happened to her? Okay. We have to talk about this. Because I get confused with her and the chick at the end. Yeah, we don't... Many times, we've only met these people once. We meet them once, and then they're killed. She, yes, like you said, she saw uh, Shuya defend himself. And he acts, even though he's defending himself, he acts, the guy accidentally who's attacking him stabs himself in the head with the axe. But she thinks that, that the, I mean, the dude attacked him. Yes. So so what, he could have taken that axe and bopped him on the head. It would have been justified. But now she thinks he's a murderer. Meanwhile, people are exploding left and right. So she wants to kill him. Right. She's afraid. She's afraid of him. So she has her... All the bombs going off outside. The machine, yeah, the gunfire screams. Her weapon was a bottle of poison. So there was so there was like five girls up in this lighthouse. One of them had had a crush on Shuya and was nursing him back to health. The girl with the poison, I guess, was going to do it surreptitiously, poison it like his food. Because she didn't think the other girls would go along with it, or she was just so afraid, or she was ashamed. We don't know why. Why she wanted to do it, like, secretly. But she poisons his food. But, of course, her friend, who's hungry, grabs the plate. Now, it would have taken her two seconds to knock the plate out of her hands. You just knock it out and said, dude, I put poison in there. But instead, she's such a wimp. That's what 
I wanted to know that I can't remember what happened to her. Did she die a terrible death? Because she deserves it. So, so after- in a sense, she is responsible for five people's deaths. Absolutely. She commits suicide. She leaves that room real again. She doesn't, when they're all accusing each other, she doesn't say a word. Doesn't say shit. Friend, she lets it all happen. She one friend eats the poison and is promptly dead. So now the other girls think one of them is trying to murder the rest of them. But it's right, a lot because, of accusing. Because they've eaten out of the pot. So they know the pot's not poisoned. Right. Right. So bloody gunfire occurs. She now feels remorse that she didn't knock the plate out of the girl's hand. Say All she had to say was, hey, that's mine. I've been preparing it. I'm going to eat. You can get your own bowl. Right? She didn't have to say, this is all poison. Slap but she didn't have to let her eat it. And say, don't be rude. Do something. But Do you something. couldn't, she could have stopped it. She didn't. It was she a did. lot of standing. It was a lot of that kind of stereotypical right. female Japanese stand back with your mouth, hands over your mouth. Oh, dear. That, right. that kind of situation. That's exactly what happened. So all of her friends are dead. She feels sad and guilty. So she goes up and throws herself from the lighthouse. You see her body on the rocks below. So that's what happens. And again, we have never met these girls before. Any of them. Okay? We don't see them until Shuya opens his eyes and suddenly there's another girl we've never seen before taking care of him. And then it's like, oh, by the way, there's five of us. And by the end of the scene, we're all dead. So I thought when he woke up, he was with the mean girl. That's what I thought for a second, but it's not her. She had a very distinct look. We didn't know she was the mean girl until she kills uh, the girl with the the shocker, the uh, stun gun or whatever. And then it's revealed, oh, you're the mean girl. So every other time you see her, she's immediately trying to kill who's ever there. Like at one point, there's like a flash of like two naked guys dead. Like clearly she like tried to seduce them and then killed them when they got naked. Yeah. Uh, And then there's a reveal, like a flashback when she was very young. Her mom was drunk at the table and some dude, I thought it was her father, but I I guess it was just a stranger had paid, paid the mom. So there's money that she had. Yeah. And he pulled out a doll and said, Ooh, Here's a doll just like it's it's just like you. And then takes the clothes off the yeah, doll. That was that like, was brutal. That was rough sledding. And then um, but that but, kind of, I guess I'm sure so because of that, she's crazy. So anyone who's been molested, we clearly just need to kill. Well, is they, that, they is sh- that what it is? Well, and they, they yes, that's exactly correct. <laughs> that's um, the message. That's the message. Now we don't we don't think she was actually molested. It was like she was going to be molested, but she knocked the dude down the stairs. So I oh, guess she yeah. discovered. So th- instead, so he was killed. So that, that, that awakened her desire to murder. That, guess, that, that gave her. Oh, okay. Let's clarify that. You're right. I forgot it that she pushed him down the stairs. So that awakened the bloodlust. I mean, although you could argue that this is clearly something that's happened before. Like drunk mom is down with, give me some money and you can have your way with my five-year-old daughter. Ugh. I mean, she was young in this flashback. Yeah. It was super Yeesh. creepy. She looked like Samira, yeah. baby Samira. Baby Samira. So at the end of the movie, there's just the three of them left and they're all good friends. Now, earlier in the movie, Kawada had said, don't worry you know, on the end of the last day, we can go to the beach and I have an, I have an escape plan. And when they get there, he pulls his gun. Now, did you think he was now just going to kill them? Yeah, I thought that was it. Boom. It was going to be, that that's it. it. Peace in the Middle East, motherfucker. <laughs> right. He had me fooled, but evidently that was not the plan. It was, it was a trick. It was a trick because they can't see you. They can just hear what's going on. I guess there's a microphone in their uh in their necklaces or whatever. And they're being tracked everywhere. So they I mean the overseers know how many people are alive. Right. But evidently um the basketball playing hackers had shorted out all their stuff. 
So now they couldn't track who was still around. But I think there was some reveal that Kawada had already infiltrated the computer network weeks ago and had already kind of put his plan in motion so that they, they wouldn't be able to figure this out. Yeah, so that does. So the idea then that he was kidnapped and woke up that doesn't make any sense at all. I it makes no. Who the hell knows? There's yeah. a there's. I mean, the, the the whole concept is interesting and original. Yes. Uh, maybe an eye on more detail because, of course, now then you have the Hunger Games and really Squid Games. Well, but I mean, we can go even deeper. I mean, you know, Battle Royale came out. It was actually a book, then a manga, then the movie. Um, it kind of kicked off this whole run of young adult fiction that deals with, you know, killing young people. Let's have the kids kill each other. So you got Hunger Games, you got like Insurgent, those books, the Divergent books, yeah. Apocalyptic, you got like the Maze Runner books. Yeah. Every couple of years, there's some kind of, oh my God, we're in junior high or we're, you know, in freshman in high school. Now we have to kill each other. Lord of the Flies, Lord, Lord of, the, of flies. the Flies. So, so what you're saying is the young people. Actually, this is written by adults, of course. Of but course. adults figured kids are tired of just reading about adults killing each other. They want in on some of the fun themselves. I think we can all agree on that, right? And then it's going to be look who's talking battle royale, where it's going to be like two year olds with knives. It will be look who's talking. Eventually, if they don't kill each other, they all just lay there screaming with, with and, like shitty diapers. And John Travolta will be the star. So there you go. You have that I'm so there. unhappy. My diaper's full. And I didn't get to kill anyone today. Goo. <laughs> Are you? Shall we discuss behind the scenes, sweet? Wait a minute. I haven't even looked at my notes. Um, What else is new? What you got? I think that the in the headquarters, the whole background looked like it was made by Atari. Yep. It 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 was that total block graphics that's that the the kids love these days. Yes, it was. It was Minecraft. Uh, there, I wrote down a couple of lovely quotes. My mom and dad ran off and died or something just because they wanted to. <laughs> so it's the children complaining about the their neglect. That was a classic. They ran off or, and or died just because they wanted to. Well, his dad commit. His mom ran off and his dad committed suicide. Julia, it's a sad situation, clearly. But this long note in Japanese, which they did not translate. It said, it said, go, Shuya, you can do it. Okay, the note was 35 feet long, so it well, had to get more than... It just repeated on a giant roll of toilet paper. That's well, nice. Well, it was also like one letter at a time, so... Well, you know what would have helped Shuya? Maybe not finding his dead father with his pants down, uh, hanging from what the living that? room. Yes. What was that? He- it, I think it might have been a case of autoerotic asphyxiation. I let's, thought it was a, a, carotene, a carotene situation there. It was, uh, the dude, the lead singer of NXS and and Kung Fu. Both shut, those dudes bit the desk autoerotic asphyxiation. It's it's a it's sweeping the nation. So look out. It's true. Google I did it. not know that the guy from NXS died from that. They always said Michael it was just Hutchins. suicide. They always just say it was suicide. Wrong. Michael Hutchins <laughs> and David Carradine. Auto, they, I mean, if if the families they, are listening, they, no offense. I forgot to mention that in the documentary I just watched about Mr. Hutchins. They, they didn't like close with that. So, this is not, not a laughing matter. Real people died. I apologize to all parties involved. Go ahead, no, Aaron. Sorry. No, one, no one died in the making of this movie. That is uh, true. Question. At one point, the helicopter leaves. The main dude, you didn't even explain this whole fucking end. But then the soldiers drive off. It's an uninhabited island. Where are the soldiers going? To the port, perhaps? Is that something? I, I didn't see no damn boat. Uh, 
I decided I could be a voice actor because literally the people doing the, the dub, it was just made no sense. You would never pa- match that voice to that face. It was also flat and ridiculous. So this is this is interesting because you watch the dub version. I watch the subtitle version. And we're, when we discuss our ratings, maybe that will play a, a factor. You know what I'm but- saying? Mine was a re-edited 2001 special edition where the end, it said Requiem 1, where it went through all the dream sequences for no apparent reason. Oh, yeah. I watched the director's cut. So we'll see what that means. And then what about this? I treasure the knife that stabbed you. I keep it in my desk. So do you love... How about that? How about that? So the knife that was used to stab the teacher in the ass, our hero, who the teacher loves, would like to pay her mother. Noriko. Noriko. She grabbed the knife off the ground after the teacher was stabbed and took it home and treasured it. Right. Uh, Kitano, the teacher... And Noriko, Noriko was the one student who came to class that day. Like they had kind of, I don't, you're trying to make it seem like it was some tawdry or something. I think they just had, he said, I've always thought of you as my daughter. At one point he appears in the jungle and holds like an umbrella over her when it's raining outside. But so. it's not enough of a daughter to keep her from going through this fresh hell. Because it cannot be a coincidence that this is the teacher and this is the school. No, it can't. There's no explanation because you're absolutely right. I mean, presumably he's just an educator, maybe a poor one, but I guess the government recruited him for <laughs> to to lead the show. And he's like, now that I'm on board, I have no problem killing at least a couple of these students on their way out the door. Oh, so he had some anger issues for sure. So then it makes me wonder, like for the next year when they when they decide to kill off part of their population again. Is it going to be yet another disgruntled educator rolling all this business out? I mean, I mean, if they recruited me, I'm not going to have the knife skills to be able to just fling it into somebody's head. Well, you better start practicing. <laughs> you don't oh, know man. when the government, when the, the second wave of Trump rolls down and we start hunting each other for sport. You don't know. I the guess food, I need to start maybe. working on it. Who's to say? They, they say meat. that human meat tastes sweet like pork. But to answer your question, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why Noriko took the knife and, and treasures it always. Makes no sense. Who's the hell? Well, about the long, weird dream sequence where they're walking down uh, the polluted river eating like orange creamsicles, uh, creamsicles yeah. having weird conversations. I don't know if that was that a dream or was that a memory? It showed up at the end of my version right. as a, as a requiem. It know. showed up twice. It showed up during the movie, and then it yes. had these three. Is yours the same thing with the three requiems? I think so. I don't know if they called them requiems, but I remember. I do remember kind of little bizarre flashback moments. The, the basketball team with the basketball bouncing backwards. It was the girl walking on the beach, and then there was one other that I've already blacked out. It's madness. Anything else? Yeah, that's about it. Well, let's talk about behind the scenes, shall we? Do tell. Were they getting busy? Many... <laughs> many members of the Japanese parliament tried to get the novel banned. To no avail. When the film came out, they tried to get it banned. But as often occurs, uh, when they were unable to get these things banned, it just basically made people go like, hmm, what's all the fuss about? I'm going to go read that book and watch that movie. It became a huge hit. It's Harry Potter all over again. When the the church tried to ban it, everybody's double down. Get me six books. (laughs) I need to read it at least six times from six (laughs) different copies. Um... It is one of the top 10 highest grossing films in Japan of all time. What's the second highest grossing? I don't know. <laughs> I only said this, this is one of the top 10. I didn't say it's the number one. Okay. Um, they, there's a point where they're making a bomb and reading a book called The Ticking Clock. Evidently, that's a real bomb making manual from the 70s. 
that was put out by an anti-Japanese government organization called the East Asia Anti-Japanese Armed Front. Ooh. So it's like a like a like a terrorist group within Japan. Like the anarchist cookbook? Like the anarchist cookbook. I remember uh, I was moving into this uh, apartment or I was trying to and the person whose room I was moving into hadn't quite left yet. And he was uh, a little unstable and we were going through his stuff and we found a copy of the anarchist cookbook, which we took because we figured he didn't need that information. It was a total bootleg copy of a copy of a copy. I'm like, mm, he doesn't need to know how to make pen size explosives. I knew somebody who brought a copy of the anarchist cookbook to high school. <laughs> As far as I know, he didn't blow anything up, so that's good. Is he still um, still walking the earth? I believe so. I mean, we're not right. buddies. He it's wasn't been, at your been, wedding? No. And it's been more years than I'd care to uh, recount since I've it seen It wasn't uh, our old neighbors with the BB guns, with, with the cars on blocks. and <laughs> Who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the one who tried to ransom my white rabbit. I, I would get these messages that they captured my rabbit and they wanted $50. I'm like, I'm calling the police. And then a dude stood at the door holding my rabbit by its ears while it was kicking. Oh my God. I didn't know this story. Where, where did they live? Down South Riverside Drive. Sweet Jesus. Oh, they're still alive. I, I, saw, I snooped on their Facebook. I'll, I'll drop a name later. Cyber stalking. Uh, um, an American remake was in development as early as 2000. Um, but by then, The Hunger Games became a huge hit. So they felt it was just, it was too close and people would have thought it was just a ripoff, even though it came out before The Hunger Games. My, my problem with it is there's so much going on that I don't even know how long this movie is, but you can't fully develop the story with this, with 42 people being hunted in it's too constrained a time. Well, I mean, maybe in a book or a miniseries, you could do something like that. But it's like in the Hunger Games, we aren't focusing on all of the backstories for all of these characters. Right. But in this, they, they kind of are trying to. So it gets complicated. This movie was um, banned for a short time in Germany. Like people were very concerned about this movie. They thought... It, because at the time, there weren't 15 different movies about kids killing each other. Right. So at the time, this was very controversial. Children of the Damned, where they killed each other with their minds. Children of the Damned did not kill each other. They killed <laughs> the adults. Adults, the don't adults. Like those, adults don't like those stories. I do not. Um, I love how Japanese it is because they're hunting the children because they're disrespectful. Yes. That's why you should hunt children. So this is so. a law of suspension. <laughs> I thought a timeout would have been appropriate, but I got overruled. Dude, um, I just, uh, I got a movie right here, man, where they, you think your kid's on in-campus uh, suspension, but in reality, the government trucks comes by each school, starts picking them up. Then they hunt Battle them. Battle Royale. Battle Royale, America style. That's right. Now, this movie was never banned in the United States, but it never had a, a release in the United States. And there's questions as to why. It could have been a case of uh, the Japanese corporations were requesting a remarkably high amount from the people to distribute it. Uh, and this kind of movie, typically like a B movie house might distribute it. Right. Uh, but it was too high for them. And the big budget places just didn't want to release that. And honestly, traditionally, Americans don't watch foreign language films. Right. Traditionally. We do. We do our we, thing. But. We do, but, you know, we watch Godzilla. We watch, uh, you know, Bruce Lee. We watch yeah. all that stuff. We're not going beyond monsters and karate. Karate. Uh, okay. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Uh, uh, this movie was banned in South Korea TV due to graphic violence. So there uh, you go. Hello. Uh, uh, they doubled down with Squid Game. So obviously they're cool with it now. They're cool with it. Well, it's been 20 years. Now this is just standard. 
Now it's uh, double down. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Japan. Finger to you, double down. That is true. Um, the actress Chiaki Kuriyama, who played Takako Chigusa, was cast a few years later as Gogo Yabari. Oh! In Kill Bill. In Kill Bill. And it's because Quentin Tarantino loves this movie. He loved it so much that he insisted. What's funny is she doesn't play that big of a role in this movie. Do you know who she is in this movie? No. Which one is she? That's what I'm talking about. She's not the main girl. She's not the evil girl. She's the friend of Mamori who gets mortally wounded and then kind of professes her love before dying. Okay. She's literally in 10 minutes of the movie. So it was an interesting choice. She's good, though. Now now I've decided. You've already decided my Halloween costume for school next year. I'm going as Go-Go. Gogo Yabari, this movie. And I must compliment you, my brother, since I can't even remember the names of, of, of people with American sounding names. You're just rocking your Japanese. I'm sure I'm butchering them. I can't even speak English right now. So. <laughs> if you say it with authority, then it sounds like you know what the it hell must, you're talking about. It must be true. Tell it like it is, Kevin. Tell saying. it like it is. Um, this movie is called Battle Royal, a Royale. Uh, in Japanese, it is Batoru Rowaru. So there you go. No more. And there was a sequel, to, oh, Mr. Roboto. There was a sequel that came out a couple years later. So there you go. Called uh, oh goodness, Battle Royale Two, <laughs> Two Chinkankwa, which I think means redemption. Something like that. Well, and interestingly enough, there'll be a sequel to the Squid Games where the the guy who wins goes and doubles down to seek his revenge. To seek his revenge. So what's interesting is the guy who played Katano, the the teacher, is like a comedian, like TV host normally. No, we've seen him in something else. Well, I'm just saying it's like he, he kind of played against type. No, no, I understand what you're saying, but we've seen him before. Do you got his creds? Yeah, let me see if I can find You got a CV? I got something here. You're putting me on the spot. Where are you? Uh, Jesus. That's my job! Mixing it up! And what's the second highest rated, <laughs> highest grossing <laughs> The answer is, I do not Malaysia. know. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. You know what? Since we're talking about it, why don't we just go through the cast, shall All we? Right. We shall. Uh, Shuya Nanahara was played by Tatsuya Fujiwara. And you know him from Battle Royale. Royale, I'm messing it up. Battle Royale 2, Death Note. You know these, don't you? Uh, Aki Maeda played Nori- Noriko Nakagawa. Uh, she was in Battle Royale, Battle Royale 2, The Cat, and uh, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack. Ah! So there you go. Ghidorah. Uh, that's right. Taro Yamamoto played Shogo Kagawa. Uh, Battle Royale, Moonchild, Get Up. You know him, don't you? I'm not going to go through the entire cast, but Chiaki- I just asked about the one dude, Katano. <laughs> Chiaki Kuriyama played Takako Chikuza. You know her from Kill Bill Volume 1 and Woo! Kill Bill Volume 2 and Boyle. <laughs> Boyle. Now I'm calling it Boyle. <laughs> it's a Boyle Royale. Send that to Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> you got to. Uh, let me see if I can find. We want to find out about Kitano because there's literally, I have to go through 42 different students. Where are you at? We may never know the answer. It isn't Kitano a knife. Who's Kitano? I've already forgotten. Kitano is the teacher. Yes, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Because I know I know him. Okay, I'm just going to go here and see if I can figure You're this gonna out. You're going to have to edit all this out. Oh, no. This is all staying. <laughs> Katano was played by Taka- Takeshi Katano. So it was like his real name. 
okay. Japanese comedian, actor, and director. Uh, he was one half of the comedy duo Two Beat. You know him, don't you? He directed uh, Violent Cop. You know that one. I, I love what a great name. International. <laughs> Remember Bone Cop? <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> There's a French movie, and Bone means good. But in English, it sounds like Bone Cop. So that's a whole nother movie. That's different uh, than the Bone Daddy. That's de- absolutely it is. Uh, no, he, he was, was not- he was in that David Bowie movie. What David Bowie movie? Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Oh, you know him, don't you? He's in Ghost in the Shell. Oh, he Johnny, was. Johnny Demonic. Oh, that's... Yes, I remember him, actually, from Johnny Demonic. I do. You're, you're a liar. I you're swear to liar. God, with, uh, with Keanu Reeves. But yeah. I have... I uh, He was also in Erotic Liaisons, but... As I'm rattling all these off, I actually apparently did not. We must have. I, I have a memory of you telling me of a, a meanie in one of our movies who, in real life, is a comedic a comedic actor. That I happens it all was the time. It, it happens was every him. day. And what's funny is it, Katano in Giant Mnemonic <laughs> is not playing a, com- a comedic role either. So I don't know what the, they're like. They're trying to trick me or something. I guess he was funny in the 70s and now he's dour and serious. So who's wait, didn't we watch a Japanese movie that he was in, though? No, but they're in a warehouse. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this is this is good. We've potting, seen by the way. this is good potting. We have seen so many movies; it just starts washing over you after a while. You're telling me. I'm Are telling you, you. I'm telling you. This is one of them. And as soon as you hit stop record, it'll jump into my brain, and I will call you. I will wake up your your wife. I will wake up all your children, and I will say, "Vindicated." Please do so. <laughs> Uh, should we talk about the ratings? What are the ratings? What did Rex Reed say? <laughs> Currently, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience gave it 89%. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the critics. Top critics. While I'm doing that, I want to regale you in a story, dear listeners. Aaron, you know about this. Yes. Mandy Patinkin. Yes, the famous actor, a star of stage and screen. He evidently liked <laughs> this is what's so funny. So our brother Brian on Facebook like a month or two ago shared with me like somebody else, somebody he follows shared a video of the trailer for Alien Nation. Brian thought I'd be interested. So he like the comments below, he just put my name. So I would get like a notification. So then I look at it. Right. Today, Mandy Patinkin, star of Alien Nation, did not like Yentl. And Yentl and Princess Bride. He's all over the place. He did not like the post of the video. He liked that Brian tagged me on it. So the question is, (laughs) is he a fan of Brian? Is he a fan of mine? Is he a fan of alienation? Because none of them seem particularly likely. So, good question. Or is it all of the above, you son all of a All of the bitch? above! So, let's take a look. Now back so, to Battle Royale. I hope you put that on your resume. There was who, someone else retweeted you, and now, Mandy Patinkin, who I saw with our parents over in San Luis Obispo, doing the songs of Stephen Sondheim. Where was the guy. he is a song and dance, but that's when I realized I really don't care for Stephen Sondheim. Oh, very sad, <laughs> very sad indeed. Now, what you're referring to is that I posted something on Twitter about the movie The Specialist, starring uh, Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone, and famed actor Eric Roberts responded, yeah. "Ha ha." Yes, Eric Roberts. Yay, that was it. 
I, I think you need to create a little resume, your own CV of people who have liked your random posts. So in, in what, five years, you got two. Woo! Not bad. Not a good, not a bad uh, batting average, I'd have to say. Um, let's see. I honestly am not recognizing any of these names. So I'm just going to pick, let's see, New York Times. Boom. Let's see. New York Times. A.O. Scott from the New York Times gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Ooh, that's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Awful deaths and hysterical reactions to them. Okay. Punctuate declarations of love and friendship. Revelations of treachery and hem- heavily armed expressions of angst. Interesting. Okay. Angst. Good times. Angst. Uh, let's see. Anything else I want to read? Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian. Fukasaku's film can't maintain the sheer exhilarating rush of its first 30 minutes, but it's an outstanding work nonetheless. They all said it was, they all gave it pretty much good reviews. I mean, it's really the first of its, of the let's hunt the children or have the children hunt each other for sport uh, movies. So, I mean... If we weren't so jaded, if we'd seen this 20 years ago, it probably would have blown our minds. Oh, no question. No question. So give, give me your review. What do you think? So my review with the solid, I would say, Godzilla level of acting and and the, the plot that has uh, so many holes that once again, Godzilla could walk through it. Um, but still, you got to give it up for uh, being original. It was the originator. So what's your score? What's your rating? So, and, and because I hate it when people talk when I'm talking, even though I'm the great interrupter, I just want to say that I am going to give it, I'm going to go out there and give it four out of five butterfly knives to the head to the whisper girl. I don't I am speaking (laughs) no question um I I will give it uh 3.5 butterfly knives to the ass um I I enjoyed it overall um I'm not gonna it didn't knock my socks off like I said the my biggest complaints about this is there's so many characters that seemingly were introduced and then immediately are killed. So it's like, you don't really care. You know what I mean? Um, If I read the book, I might have a different opinion or or read the manga. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's good, but not, not outstanding. You know what it did lack? No one begged for their life. If we started seeing people crawling and begging, this would have been a whole different thing. I don't know if I would have liked that. That would make it. I know it would have been very upsetting. It would have been very upsetting. But these are junior high kids. There should be hysteria. I mean, in junior high, there's hysteria because somebody looked at me funny. But everybody's dry-eyed while you're getting hunted. Not so much. Not so much. So there you have it. Go to our page on Twitter at t podcast t w die. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Aaron, we're on Instagram. We are on the Insta. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. With extra underscores for your pleasure. So there you go. (laughs) You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Make sure you like, share, rate, and review, if you will, please. Aaron, you are on social media. How can people find you? I am the cult of Aaron on the Insta. Join the cult. I am also Don't Feed the Pigeon. Lovely, lovely. Next week... We'll be doing the, I don't know, horror classic, Mama. This is Aaron's choice. I've never, Aaron, you've seen this. I have never seen it. We've heard talk of this. 
in the last few months. So I'm I'm interested to to uh, check it out. You can watch it on HBO Max for free. It's free if you don't consider the 20 bucks a month you're paying for the subscription. So good times have by all. I am trying to remember. I can't believe. I wonder if I saw it at the theater because I've seen it. But maybe I saw it with Heather. In my mind, you've seen it. I'm afraid if I go through my big notebook of all the movies we reviewed, I, I think it'll like like we've started over again. We have no, we have never done. <laughs> we and circle back around. And I have to make clear: it's Mama, not Ma, and not no. Mother. Those are different movies. Mama, M A M A. So there True. you go. So. Thank you very much, and be well. Rock on. Rock on.